Well, hello there. Good morning. And I thought, hey, what could be easier than talking into a machine? Because talking is what I do and what I've always done. After all, I am Irish and the Irish do have the gift of the gab. But talking and rambling and trying to present a podcast that people would like to listen to are two entirely separate things. But I don't want to publish something that's overly polished. That's not my style. And I wanted to produce a podcast that people could relate to and connect to and find informative and fun. So I'll start at the very beginning. My name is Catherine Brennan, and I wanted to start something, an information podcast that could help women find their new pivot in life, how I was finding that I was stuck in a rut and I was having a hard time figuring out what to do for my next chapter in life in all kinds of things. And I was just fed up with feeling stuck and invisible. Now, part of this was, of course, the change in life, which is why I got the name for this podcast, The Pause. In fact, the perimenopause and the menopause are two of the most pivotal points in every woman's, half the population of the planet's life. But it's something that is so rarely spoken about in public. It's still a taboo subject. Um, certainly amongst us women, uh, because we're just been, always been taught to get on with things, you know, put your head down, keep going, keep going forward. But as I started to talk to people, and this was before COVID-19, when I could actually talk to people in the grocery store aisles, and women were saying, yeah, I feel that too. And I thought I was mad. And I would wake up in the middle of the night with, you know, sweats, and I'd have to put a towel under me. I thought to myself, my goodness, this can't be good enough. So I started on a little journey myself of investigating and trying to find out what was going on with me. About a year ago, last summer actually, um, I just turned uh, 46 or was about to turn 46 and I just was not able to get up and go anymore as that song by, uh, what's the name of the band? Oh my God, see there, there's brain fog. There's another symptom of perimenopause. Um, And I was having a whole bunch of these quiet, so-called quiet symptoms of perimenopause, menopause. I was having joint and muscle aches. Uh, I was having brain fog. I was having low-grade anxiety. I was having a hard time just getting focused on anything. And my energy levels were very, very low. And I've never, ever been that type of person that couldn't get up and just put on my running shoes and go for a quick run in the morning. In fact, I used to do that all the time. And it wasn't that I wasn't getting enough sleep. I don't suffer from sleeplessness, which is another um, uh, symptom of perimenopause. I was actually sleeping quite well and quite long, but I guess I wasn't getting restful sleep because I'd wake up in the morning just dragging myself. I felt like I was wading through a sea of mud every day. And this was not like me at all. And in fact, I just didn't feel like myself. And I was irritable, more irritable than than I normally would be, which is saying something because uh, I'm Irish, have the gift of the gab, and I also for sure have an Irish temper. Um, but I was just losing it with the people that I love the most, you know, my children and my husband, and I just didn't want to be like that. So I went to the internet, as everyone does, and I discovered through um, a bunch of sort of research things um that this was the perimenopause. Now, before you all go, oh, the internet, uh, there is a lot of garbage out there. And full disclosure, I'm not a doctor, um, but my father and grandmother and all kinds of aunts and uncles. So I've always been around the medical community and I treat 
every new brand new discovery fix all with a huge um, dose of salt and common sense. Um, I do cross-reference. I do look at um, proper medical journals. Um, even if I don't understand the jargon, I can sort of figure it out or I'll ask my dad. Um, he's a, a, a practitioner, medical practitioner. A GP has been for, I don't know, 50 years or so. Anyway, so um, so one of the persons I did look up, and she still is, um, the menopausedoctor.co.uk, and her name is Dr. Louise Newson. And I started looking through her menopause, perimenopause checklist, and I realized that the perimenopause is the seven to 10 years prior to menopause. Now, menopause is the medical condition that the medical community uses to describe the absence of a period in a woman's life for one full year. But what isn't openly or at least regularly discussed or widely discussed is the perimenopause, which affects half of the population in the seven to 10 years prior to the absence of a period. And this is a period of time, pardon the pun, when women uh, and their estrogen levels lower and some of them really tank quite quickly depending on you know everybody's journey and there is no one size fits all anyways when I was looking at the symptoms I realized oh my goodness this is me I'm in the perimenopause I am having restlessness um, I was actually heart having kind of uh, a feeling of just running and running and then not being able to get anything done um, all the kinds of quiet symptoms now um and there's a whole bunch of other things there. Anyways, so I decided to go and embark and look at phytoestrogens. And uh, there was a pharmacist I was looking up and he's got a UK pharmacy called victoriahealth.co.uk. Um, and he was on a favorite website of mine, an Instagram lady I love. Her name is Trini Woodall. And she had him on one time talking about menopause and perimenopause and phytoestrogens. And I thought, what are phytoestrogens? Well, phytoestrogens are the naturally occurring um, mimickers in the plant world that can help uh, with your um, lowering estrogen symptoms such as hot flashes, etc. So sage extract is great for hot flashes or for temperature gauge, but it's also great for adrenal function because your adrenal glands are also producers of estrogen, not just your ovaries. So when your adrenal glands are out of whack because you're feeling stressed all the time, because you're irritable, because your estrogen levels are lowering, your your adrenal glands go into overdrive and you have adrenal fatigue that means you're quicker to fly off the handle and guess what spikes along with that your insulin and your cortisol because your cortisol levels are saying whoa what's going on here we're in panic mode let's shoot out all this cortisol so some women actually get heart racing or heart palpitations um a lot of women just get a higher uh, temp temperature because your adrenal glands are working harder which affects your thyroid and there's a whole cascade effect. Anyways, I am not an endocrinologist and it's a very complicated thing and I have researched it, but it's too warbly and I, I'm no expert to say it here. But suffice it to say, they're all related to each other and how one affects the other and how one can support the other, etc. So I thought, okay, adrenal fatigue, I definitely have that or had that um, before I started taking phytoestrogen support. So what are those phytoestrogen supports that you can get, Catherine? Well, let me tell you, I'm so glad that you asked. 
The ones that I went straight to was by a Canadian pharmacist and her name is Lorna Vanderhaeg. And she does a number of fantastic supports um, and uh, her supplements are very good. And they've been around for a while. And of course, I did also research them too. Now, that said, did I go to both my... Okay, so yes. So I did go to my GP, um, telling her of my low mood and low energy, etc. And she suggested that I go on antidepressants. Hmm. No, not uh, not exactly what I was suffering. And in fact, I had also researched that um, antidepressants are actually the number one road of prescription for women feeling low mood during the perimenopause, menopause. This was not the path for me. I'm not dissing people who really do need antidepressants. I think they're a wonderful um, tool to help people feel back on track and to tamp down and to help balance the chemicals in the brain that cause people to have such dark, dark periods in their life. In fact, I did actually have an experience with postpartum depression and I knew it wasn't the same thing. It really wasn't. And it was it was more like I felt just the dimming of the light in me. Anyways, so I said, no, thanks very much. Um, I said, I know that this is the first line of prescription in Canada. I don't know why it is when, in fact, it's not a situation with me needing SSRIs so to, to affect my brain chemistry, but it's, in fact, a lowering of my estrogen levels. So then she said, well, I'd feel more comfortable referring you to your OBGYN. Off I go to the OBGYN who said yes to all of the things that I was doing initially. And then I had a subsequent discussion with about, about HRT which will be in the next episode, because I don't even know how long, how long have I been talking? Let me just look at the time. I don't even know how long I've been talking. Hang on a second. Oh, God. So what, oh, I've been only talking for 10 minutes. All right, I'll keep going. Anyway, so um, the two things that I started off with were the, were the phytoestrogens. And uh, one um, is called Minosmart Plus. Um, and I have stopped taking these because I don't actually really feel I need them anymore. And also I've decided to go on HRT. Um, but this one has the sage leaf in it. If you are somebody who's, who suffers from hot flashes, sage leaf is great for helping with regulate your thyroid and adrenal function so that you don't have those huge surges in heat. And then the other one I took, which I still do, is Adrena Smart. Again, Lorna van der Haag. And um, reduces symptoms of stress, fatigue, sleeplessness. And... Uh, Two things that I love in this are both ashwagandha, which is great for mood and for relaxation. And the other one is rhodiola rosea. And those both are great phytoestrogens. So those are the sports that I decided to take on. They helped great. Um, and then I went into further research, HRT. And HRT has gotten such a bad rep based on a bad and incomplete, not a bad, that's a judgment, an an incomplete um, study that was done in 2002, I believe, um, where it was done on a, on a group of women 60, in their 60s, so almost post-menopausal at that stage. And there was an erroneous, um, I guess, an, you know, adding up of the data, which led to believe that HRT increases your risk of breast cancer. In fact, that has now been shown to be false. Uh, the study itself was incomplete, as I said. It was inaccurate because it was done on the wrong age group of women. And those underlying 
cases of breast cancer might have actually been there prior to the HRT treatment. Anyways, I'm not going to get into that now, but anyways, because otherwise I'll be here all day. And I have so much to do because I'm home with my three kids because we are um, in the lockdown for the COVID-19. Anyway, so there we go. So that was very... So when I went to go see my GP, I, I thank God I knew that um, I didn't need antidepressants. Thank God I knew that that was the first line of prescription defense that GPs are adv- advised by the Canadian Medical Association. And uh, I, I knew that that was not what that my experience, um, which I now have, uh, led me to say, OK, thank you very much. And it, it, this is no disrespect to my GP. She's absolutely wonderful. It's just that the GPs have simply aren't given enough training. And this is what has led me to really be a complete pain in the arse with all my friends and girlfriends and my kids, like the girls think I'm absolutely, my daughters think I'm absolutely mad because I just literally, I'm, a, you know, an advocate for perimenopause and menopausal support for women. And I think that this should be a public health thing. We are too often put on the back burner and we do it to ourselves more than anybody else. And that brings me to the second reason why I wanted to start the pause podcast was because I wanted to take a pause from my life and to pivot to the next series or segment of my life, which is to take the fear out of myself. Now, why would I be so fearful? I have a few degrees. I have a master's degree from um, a a top tier university in Ireland. And I have a undergraduate degree from a top tier university in Toronto, in Canada. And why would I be so fearful? I mean, if you looked at me from the outside, you'd think that she's the most com- um, common. Ooh, she's the most confident person out. And, uh, you know, I am I'm very gregarious and I'm outgoing, but fearful to promote myself. But like, God, there's so many women out there and you're probably one of them where we don't promote ourselves. And that was part of the thing that I was also feeling. Not only was I feeling the actual symptoms of perimenopause and the lack of support in the system where I thought, oh my gosh, am I mad? And when I spoke to other women, they thought that they were mad and they were so relieved to talk to me in the past aisle, again, pre-COVID, where we could talk and say, oh my God, I have these, these symptoms too. Can you please let me know what you're doing? And of course I said, you know, you all need to talk to your GPs first, but this is what I am doing. This is the path that I'm taking and there was so much solace found in that sisterhood that we didn't, we weren't mad. We weren't imagining these things. These things came from a lowering estrogen level and there is support out there and you can get it. Now, the other person that I use, there's two, um, not just the phytoestrogens or the support from the Lorna van der Haag. I use um, Liz Earle um, and the menopause doctor, Dr. Louise Newson. I can't recommend them. They both run podcasts as well and they're fantastic. Um, so they're great. They really do. They give you ideas about recipes, about food, about all kinds of things. All kinds of questions are asked and answered there. Now, what else? Oh, yes. Yeah, so, so Anyway, so back to last summer when I was feeling stuck and and it was again, you know, it was partly the perimenopause, but it was partly my mind shift. So I decided I have to start saying yes to things like to everything, because I was getting to the stage where I was trying to fold myself quietly into a small space and make myself smaller and smaller and more invisible. Like I was the incredible shrinking woman and I wasn't feeling happy about where I was in life. And I was 
you know, horribly taking it out on other people, which is oftentimes the way, you know, when you're fearful, you tend to, well, I tend to anyways, be quite angry. Um, I'm cross, I'm grumpy, I'm, you know, uh, that's the way, you know, I get stuck. And, and so I start hitting out, of course, at the closest people. And it's got nothing to do with them. And I realized my external struggle was really just a reflection on the internal one. And the internal one really needed to get a kickstart. And so I looked up a whole bunch of things. And Mel Robbins, love her. Um, she has a 54321 kind of program. You look her up in TED Talk. She's very good. And it was about how to get unstuck. It was like every time you feel like you want to make a decision and your voice, your overact riding voice will say, no, 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 don't do that. You have to go 54321 because it takes five seconds for your brain to talk to you out of a decision. Now, this is a good thing because it means that your neural pathways are connected, which as a teenager, you're, they're not, which is why teenagers are very impetuous and they make decisions. They jump first and look later. Well, I'd be like looking and looking and looking and looking and not jumping and not acting and not moving. And so I was stuck because I was always questioning myself. I was always like, oh, I don't know. And it has to be perfect. <gasps> There's another ugly word in the woman's world, isn't it? Perfectionism. It's never going to be perfect, is it? And that's okay. And I'm never going to be perfect, and that's okay. But the confidence that I needed to actually say that was actually just today. I just said, fuck it, I'm just, excuse the French, I'm just going to do my best and forget the rest, put this podcast out, and if it connects with some, a lot, a few, many, one or two, that's good enough for me. Um, just get out there and, 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 and be fearless, you know, go out there and grab life by the horns because this period of time we're in right now has the greatest effect on mankind. This is a once in a century pandemic. And if this isn't the greatest pause in our life where we can pause to reflect on who we are as people and how better to connect with people and how better to connect with ourselves and our own humanity and our own inner strengths that we all have. We all have, but we always were doubting it because of the breaking news, the distractions, the multitasking driven life that we were all crazily running around with. Like, I mean... Okay, everything is a bit late now. I mean, I'm doing everything about three hours late. Let's put it this way, like lunch is at three o'clock and dinner's at nine. But time really is meaningless at the moment because what is meaningful is our connections with each other. It is our connections with our small bands, our, our family, and then with our larger ones, which is our communities and our countries. And uh, that's really where we're at. It's, it's about trying to control the controllables and to filter out all the nonsense that's out there. And there is a lot of nonsense. And I, as I say, was very lucky that I grew up um, with a doctor. So I suppose I've, you know, through osmosis, have absorbed a lot of common sense. I mean, a lot of uh, worry and anxiety, because as I say, a little bit of knowledge is a dangerous thing. Um, because I do know a bit about everything, unfortunately, without the MD after my name. Um, but that said, I do have a practical nature in me and I am listening to her loud and clear as much as I can. Does it work every day? No. Like the day before yesterday, I had a terrible day. Worst parent of the year award right here. But what it showed me and what it revealed to me was the perfectionism is always there. 
and that has to be let go right now and you have to forgive yourself Catherine and allow the errors to occur and that's part of alleviating all the crazy adrenal fatigue you know where you're always in the fight or flight which of course is where we are all in a way right now but to focus on the local to focus on our units the social distancing is really important right now excuse me because it's going to show us how effective it is when we are careful with each other we can be careful with all and that's a really really powerful thought to have how the hell are we going to pay our bills is another thing but you know that's great because we bailed out all those banks in 2008 didn't we and now they're saying don't worry about your bills we'll postpone all your bills but we'll still um what does it charge you interest thanks thanks banks that's another going to be another podcast episode anyways um welcome welcome one and all i'm really looking forward to continuing this on a weekly basis i really look forward to you tuning in um, and maybe you can download this and put it on your phone and when you go out for your walk um, and I encourage everybody to go out for a walk as physical exercise is so important for your pause whether it be the perimenopause or the menopause or the great pause that we're having right now on this planet to reflect to encourage to take the first step and this has been mine and the pause talk to you soon and I'll talk to you next week take care This just in, breaking news. Everything is being yelled at us and we're being pulled in all directions. Just when we thought we weren't multitasking enough, we're now in a pandemic. What? I think we all need a pause. How about listening to my new podcast, The Pause, where I'll give a weekly analysis of what's going on in the world, try to filter out all the nonsense and make some common sense in our nonsense world. Join me, Catherine Brennan, The Pause Podcast. I hope to see you and I hope to connect with you soon.